This show was first broadcast on Free FM, Hamilton, New Zealand's community access media organisation. For more information on our lineup of shows and the role we play in the media, visit freefm.org.nz. Hi, it's Vanessa from the Fighting Stigma Show on Free FM. Are you a Waikato local? Do you have an idea for a radio show? Do you want to try your hand at being a content creator on Free FM? If so, check out our website on freefm.org.nz or find Free FM on Facebook and get in touch.
pagsapalaran Mahigit isang daan taong samahan Sa labanan at pakikibaka Walang iwanan sa hirap at ginhawa Bawat munting tagumpay at higaya Nagsasayang barangay Hinebra Kakabarkada, buong bansa'y magkakakilala Laging buhay ang ating pag-asa Taga rito ka sa barangay Ginebra And just like that mga kabarangay, eh Septyembre na po Sa Pilipinas eh nagpapatugtog na po tayo ng mga Christmas songs Dahil lang Pilipinas ang merong pinakamahabang Christmas season. Dito naman sa Aotearoa, New Zealand, ay eh, nag-umpisa na po ang uh, spring season, no? September, October, November. Ano ba ang kahulugan ng spring? Ito pong spring ay ang uh, rebirth, renewal, ang pagkasibol ng mga bulaklak, mga halaman, mga puno, mga bunga, mga prutas. Yan po, a significance or signification or signifying life. Yan po, spring has sprung. Ako po inyong uh, kaibigan Simpapawid, ang inyong barangay Big Brother, dito po sa Barangay New Zealand. Po si Cardinal Chito Tagle ng Manila. Magkape at pandasal po tayo. Pagnilayan po natin magpagaan ng kalooban ng kapwa. Dumarating sa ating buhay ang mga karanasang nagpapasikip ng dibdib, nagpapagulo ng isip at nagpapabigat ng kalooban. Sa labis na pagkalito at pagkabalisa, nawawala sa sarili ang ibang tao. Nagdidilim po ang paningin nila at nakagagawa ng hindi maganda. Kailangan nila ng karamay na magpapagaan ng kanilang kalooban. Ang pagdating ng Panginoong Heso Kristo ang isa sa maraming kilos ng Diyos upang pagaanin ang pasanin ng sanlibutan. Ano ba ang nakapagpapabigat sa ating puso? Bukod sa iba't ibang uri ng problema, nariyan ang misteryo ng kasamaan at kasalanan. Ito ang higit na nagpapadilim at nagdudulot ng pagdurusa sa atin. Sa pakikiisa natin at pagpapatawad sa ating kasalanan, iniibsan ni Jesus ang nagpapabigat sa buhay natin. Tularan po natin siya. Huwag nang maging pabigat sa kapwa. Pagaanin natin ang kanilang pinapasan. Sabihin po natin, O Diyos, tulungan mo po akong magdulot ng kagaanan at kaginhawahan sa kapwang nagdurusa. Amen. Nabagisip-isip nyo ba kung walang tubig sa mundo? Ano kaya ang amoy at itsura ng tao? Naisip nyo rin ba kung madilim sa lahat ng tao? 
ganda ng mundo Isipin nyo nga Kung tayo'y magkakamukha Siguradong hilong-hilo Litong-lito ang lahat ng tao Naisip nyo rin ba Kung sa mundo ay walang musika Baka lahat malungkot at asimangot na kanganga Isip nyo ba kung tayo'y walang mga paa? Paano na magsasayaw ng tango, boogie at cha-cha? Ano sa inyong palagay kung tayo'y walang braso at kamay? Paano nyo mayayakap yung mahal sa buhay? Purihin ang ating ama sa kanyang mga gawa. Diyan sa New Plymouth, sa Taranaki Region at sa Napier Hawkes Bay Area na nakikinig po sa atin sa Barangay New Zealand. Kumusta po kayo? Sana po ay uh, nagugustuhan nyo ang ating mga piling-piling uh, mga awitin, kuntil-butil na mga impormasyon at mga kuro-kuro na pinapalabas natin, pinapahayag natin. 
dito sa Barangay New Zealand. Welcome back to uh, PSTV5 Online. I'm uh, Direk Rene. Good morning here in Aotearoa, New Zealand. And uh, good evening to our guests all the way to, uh, in uh, Cambridge in the United Kingdom. Joseph, good, uh, good, good evening. How are you, Joseph? Good, good, Tito. It is a very sunny over here in Cambridge. All right. Okay, so uh, for context for people, how far is Cambridge from from London, where where you were uh, earlier this week? About one and a half hours. It's a pretty efficient train ride. Ah, so so it's like uh, Hamilton and uh, Auckland. Something like that, yeah. But you know, it's uh, the UK probably has a bit more that mass going north. Ah, okay, yeah. Joseph, the reason why uh, I wanted to uh, touch base with you because uh, uh, middle of last year we had a Corero online and it was one of the top hits in my, <laughs> in my online show, and we and you were back in uh, Australia then, and uh, uh, talking about your journey as a as a barrister and then your journey to going to Cambridge, and uh, now I'd like to congratulate you for. Uh, achieving a master's in corporate law, your second master's degree from Cambridge University. Can you tell me a little bit about the journey to Cambridge? Because I understand that it's like, what, the top 1% or something that gets into the program. <laughs> yeah, so, uh, solicitor, by the way, people. Uh, a solicitor. For the record, oh. solicitor, not, not barrister. No. Oh, but anyway, okay. so in terms of the journey, it was obviously a fairly standard uh, beginning of the Bachelor of Laws. And then, you know, the Master of Laws, the initial Master's via the ANU. And then, you know, following that, there was the application to Cambridge, that process. And the Master of Corporate Law program, that's right, it's uh, something like the top 1% in the sense that the minimum mission standard essentially is usually first-class first degrees, degrees and, and, you know, if you, the, the percentage varies between countries, essentially, that you generally find that you do find the top sort of 1% receiving admission offers over here to this program. Were there any other from uh, Australia who was uh, with you uh, in that program? Yeah, so, yeah, so there were actually there were quite actually a few of us. There were four of us in total coming from Australia. There was one co-Brisbane person, also a lawyer in Brisbane. There was one from, uh, actually there were two that were coming from Melbourne. There was one from Tasmania originally, but she did her education also in Melbourne. And so there were two people that were coming from Melbourne education. Were there some, uh, anyone from the Philippines who was in the program? I guess I would represent the Probably because it has something to do with the, the system of education. Because you 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 arrived in Cambridge around uh, September, was it, or October? Yeah, so, yeah, so late, September late September was my arrival time. time. And then yeah. the course yeah. commenced yeah. in yeah. early October. That's right. That's right. Mm -hmm. And uh, in a short span of time, because it's research-based, you were able to finish it uh, much ahead of the others. Oh, well, it's not necessarily a matter of finishing ahead of the others. This was a nine-month designated program. So it was a course that 
involving six major subjects. The major potential subject was the legal and economic structure of corporate deals. And there was a year-long Master of Laws paper that they shared with the Generalist Master of Laws people, which was the International Financial Law paper for me. And then there were specialist modules in corporate taxation, corporate governance, uh, merger uh, control, control and shareholder litigation, and you could also pick, uh, you know, in terms of the modules between those ones and other, another two law firms as a business and uh, digital economy. So while you were uh, still in Australia, you were already doing the papers. Am I am I correct? Or was it in? Uh, no, so it was all here. That's the that's a peculiarity of the Cambridge system, which has. I suppose it's kind of looping throughout this interesting COVID year. Usually, Cambridge students are required to be residents in Cambridge for the duration of their studies here. And usually, they're not allowed to have part-time jobs because they're meant to be focusing on the you know, full-time studies. So, it's kind of been relaxed. This year, this year, because there have been people, especially following Michaelmas term, which is the first term, during the Christmas break, going back to their home countries, for example, and sort of getting stranded there because of the unexpected lockdown measures that got imposed. So it's it's a uh, how big is your you you call it a cohort or your your batch? Yeah, how, sure. how big? How big? So the cohort, so the cohort is, is usually 25 people wow. each year. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So this, this particular year, there were 26. Wow, 25. Wow. So it's really the top of the top of the top in the world. <laughs> I presume so. <laughs> Earlier, you were you were drinking something. Yeah, you're drink. are you drinking coffee or tea? It's a bit late it's for bit coffee. Late. I'm just drinking some hot chocolate. Ah, chocolate. Okay. Yeah, yeah. yeah I mean, yeah. I don't, I don't need to sort of <laughs> burn the midnight candle anymore. <laughs> so, what what time is it in in Cambridge right now? Nine oh eight p.m. Nine oh eight on a Friday. On a Friday. Oh yeah. Thank you so much. Uh, I know you're quite busy uh, tidying up things. Are you coming back home to Australia? Yeah, so, yeah, in, so August, in August, that's right. That's right. I have a flight book. Oh, okay. And, you know, fingers crossed that there won't be any uh, random positive COVID mm -hmm. outcomes mm -hmm. around me that sort of lock me down. But, you know, that's the that's the. Matter. Have you been vaccinated? I'm actually scheduling my vaccination for this coming week. Ah, so the okay. first shot, and before, I hope to be able to get the second shot, you know, back in Australia. Oh, uh, okay, okay. So, uh, what what is it you're missing from Australia, uh, Joseph? There's a, there's a burger chain burger called Will. I don't know if you've uh, dined there, but there's, there's that's the <laughs> when you ask me that question, that's what comes to mind. Grilled and family. Of <laughs> what's the name? What's the name of the burger burger chain? A grill, a grill, a grill. A grill. Is it in Brisbane? In Australia. It's Australia. It's Australia. Oh, it's Australian base. Okay. Good burgers. There's this there's thing called, there's this, this chain here dedicated to burgers as well called Honest Burgers. Mm -hmm. So it's not, it's not the same as Grilled. Mm. And I understand you are, I think, one of the rare uh, persons that I know who has a triple citizenship. 
you have a Philippine passport, you're a Philippine citizen, you're a New Zealand citizen, and you're an Australian citizen. Am I correct, uh, Joseph? Yep, that's yep, right. That's right. And uh, uh, well, God, uh, God forbid that all of these countries will get into war, and you'll be have difficulty finding Ooh. which one will be. <laughs> Yeah, well, that's yeah, well, that's a God forbid yeah, God kind of situation. <laughs> so, uh, what do you miss about New Zealand? Because uh, when was it you you uh, left New Zealand? When uh, I think it was nearly ten years ago, I think. That's making me feel kind of old, people. Yeah. <laughs> hey, you might be like somewhere around ten years. I remember I was about fourteen or fifteen around that age when we left mm -hmm. from New Zealand to China. And and also uh, a while back. Uh, you also were about to join into the basketball world in the Philippines. You were already uh, uh, training for Ateneo, for Gilas, uh, for the Gilas team, uh, mm -hmm. because you're quite tall, six one, six two, I think. Um, and uh, you play really, you know, amazing uh, basketball. I've seen you play when they, I mean, during Labor Weekend. So. Any regrets that that didn't, uh, you know, uh, eventuate? Because you're flying I mean, higher than the Eagles, than the Gilas now. You're, you're much, much higher, soaring higher. Oh, different industries, different, different games. So this is a different court. I think I made that kind of quick when we last spoke, different court. <laughs> um, I think that I'm pretty content with the path that I've sort of taken. And at the end of the day, you know, you, you look back and if you feel like you gave, you, you put everything on the floor, I think that's a pretty big basketball adage. If you left everything out on the floor and sort of maximize and do your best in everything you did, and, you know, you sort of made sure that you didn't close doors prematurely, you sort of feel content with the way that things are. And I, I'm quite at peace with you know, the, the way that these have turned out. I'm quite happy with the the story that's been told. <laughs> <laughs> We're, uh, I just got a message uh, on the chat box from your Lola, uh, oh. Tita Eleanor, <laughs> saying good morning Lola, and good Lola. luck to uh, both of us. <laughs> you're you're <laughs> right, in constant right. touch with Lola? With... Well, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I mean, she is a regular presence on Facebook, for real. <laughs> <laughs> And I heard from your dad uh, that you're coming uh, home to uh, New Zealand in December, and I hope to catch up with you when you when you guys come come home for a visit in uh, in December. That sounds about uh, right sounds because about right. My, yes. my cousin MM, cousin shout out to MM, mm. she is mm. getting married. Getting married. Uh, I call her Erica, but she's MM to, to you, right? Oh. She's the <laughs> Erica, I mean, that's, that's right. right. That's right. Uh, Joseph, so give me a typical, like, you. so you say it's a classroom-based uh, program. So what, what time do your classes normally start? Yeah, well, it's been shifting. Well, it's been shifting. So, so at the start of the year, the during the Mikkel the term, there were... There were so we the, the way it was structured was that we had two full year courses and so those sort of permeated throughout the three academic terms that we had in addition to those we had two modules in the Michaelmas and lessons so the two module classes we had we usually had weekly lectures and if i recall correctly kind of stretching my memory now back in october november december there was like one at nine o'clock a.m 
so fairly early in the morning, and the other one was probably in the afternoon, around 1 p.m. And, you know, that was a fairly consistent schedule throughout the Michaelmas months. But towards the end of it, there was the UK lockdown. And that sort of, I guess, shuffled the program a little bit in the sense of like timetabling and scheduling. And a lot of our Lent term lectures ended up being via Microsoft Teams. So it was still live in the sense that we were engaging with lectures. But because we were not permitted to go outside of you know, our usual circles, side for, you know, coffee, this isn't coffee, but coffee. You know, we were required to check in via team, and usually the schedules there were in accordance with the lecture schedules. So the lectures, you know, they are, there were a lot of them that were full-time academics here in Cambridge, but there are also a lot of guest lecturers who are coming in from a lot of the city firms over in London. Especially during our deals course. Oh, and so it was like you had classes in the morning. And it was winter, so I guess the, <laughs> the winters there. Uh, you're bringing back PTSD about the the UK winter. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> it was cold. It was definitely cold. But New Zealand sort of it was a it was a throwback to New Zealand times. I think in the sense that we were getting to like zero degrees and those temperatures. Mm. <laughs> Yeah, and, and and right now, uh, New Zealand again is experiencing that kind of uh, weather of uh, zero degrees. Some even in back in your hometown in Cambridge. Oh, Cambridge, yeah. New Zealand to Cambridge, UK. I just I just reminded you. Any similarities, uh, Joseph? Yeah, well, I mean, it's it's green in the summer. Uh, mm -hmm. During the winter, it was you know the UK winter generally finds the trees all barren and devoid of leaves. But during the summer, I am sort of seeing mm. town of trees vibes, right? That's a Cambridge town reference. It's like mm. town of trees and gold medal champions. <laughs> <laughs> I think that's what uh, Cambridge, New Zealand's smoking was. But but Cambridge, UK is is what is known like is a university town. Is it? It's like um, a town that's built around the, the university. Uh, Essentially, it's. Mm -hmm. I think it's classified as a city. So Cambridge is a city, in the sense that you know it probably has the requisite population to be classified a city. But it does have that town feel, especially when you compare it with, for example, Oxford, which feels a little bit more like a city which has its own ecosystem, in mm -hmm. a sense with the university just sort of featuring as part of that ecosystem. Whereas with Cambridge, it does feel like the entire city revolves around the, the university. Mm -hmm. You even go into sort of the Cambridge city center and you know the Senate House and King's College is right in the middle. And that's sort of like, uh, it, it has that essence of the university is the center, the spirit mm -hmm. of the city. <laughs> Which is older, uh, Joseph? Is it uh, Cambridge or Oxford? Uh, in terms Oxford of is the older one. It's the uh, oldest in the English-speaking world, but I think that Cambridge is, you know, second to that. So, twelve hundreds with Cambridge, mm -hmm. and Oxford was like the one thousands. Mm -hmm. And uh, most of these illustrious uh, politicians, businessmen, have uh, come from the halls of uh, Cambridge, I guess, and and Oxford. You know, uh, we've heard of. Uh, people who are well-known, um, who are, what do you call this, uh, graduated from from Cambridge. 
Hmm. Joseph, uh, you know, you, you've always been studying. Uh, you, you finished high school at a very young age, you know. Uh, I think your search for knowledge is, uh, you know, uh, you, you, you keep on searching for, for knowledge and, uh, you know, uh, up, uplifting yourself. And at the same time, you, you enjoy doing it and you inspire others. You know, your, your, your siblings, uh, your, your, your family, your friends, uh, your tito like me, you know. If I, 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 if I was just as, as young as you, I, I, would, I, I would take the same path. What is it in, in, in the learning, in the journey that uh, you, 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 you want to or you cherish most, uh, Joseph? I think that a lot of it is the relationships that you form along the way. You know, when you're talking about learning and pursuing enlightenment and knowledge and mm -hmm. trying to build a tool set to be able to make a positive difference in the world, a lot of the time, you know, you end up just by virtue of the fact that you're going the same direction, meeting sort of like-minded people. And especially mm -hmm. with this particular Master of Corporate Law degree, with our close-knit sort of set of 26, it's... I think that the most valuable element and aspect of the experience has been the relationships with like-minded people, like-hearted people. Mm -hmm. And it's sort of the, that, that makes the journey worthwhile. It makes it a really memorable and just fun sort of journey in that you're mm -hmm. sharing experiences and you're sort of creating memories and you can look back on these. Uh, I mean, there's, of course, there's the really blissful and the surreal experiences. There's also the sort of moments where you're feeling like you're in the trenches with the academic rigor over here. But, you know, all of these sort of come together and become a balance of timeless memories and timeless moments that you just feel grateful, you know, that you've been a part of and that you can, you can cherish and take into your respective assignment in life, your respective walk in life. And I think that it's the friendships that we've formed throughout this degree that uh, that serve as the most valuable aspect that I can point to. Yes, because uh, you will always look back to your your batchmates, your classmates, your your friends that you make al along along your academic journey, and then with the backdrop of the pandemic, parang uh, it's it's it it makes it more. Uh, enriching and more because once once you graduate, so uh, most of you will be going to your diff going back to your different uh, homelands and uh, places, and you'll be making a difference. You know, uh, is there an age gap? Uh, is a gap? Is there an age limit to get into this program, uh, Joseph? There isn't an age limit, though. You know, the, you see that the range of admissions this year, at least, you know, it ranged from around. You know, you're, you're straight out of undergrad around 20, mm -hmm. 22, 23, around that age through to about like mid-30s. Mm -hmm. So that's sort of the age range that we saw in admissions this year. It probably varies from year to year, though mm -hmm. that's probably your, you know, your median range. Mm -hmm. So that means the friendships that you've made with this group is going to be uh -huh. uh, ongoing to the next 20, 30 years, 40 years. And oh, that's yeah. a lot of exciting times ahead for the world in terms of um, economy, in terms of the environment, culture, so many things. And I guess uh, you guys will be at the forefront of this uh, this wave of uh, enlightenment. In my poster, I, I, um, 
I use the caption, a man for all seasons. You know, uh, when I was uh, a couple of years back, uh, you and my dad, we were talking about, uh, you know, about, about you and coming up with uh, with something, something uh, creative. And uh, we were toying with the idea. I'll just say it in uh, in Filipino. Parang we're toying with the idea na parang yung caption, uh, Joseph uh, Borja Erese. Tao ba yan? Parang ganun. Kasi you had so many achievements. Parang is this... So, <laughs> uh, and and so I said, a man for all seasons. It's it's not from the movie, from the 1966 movie, but it's more of a person who is enlightened, a person who is, you know, seeking journey, seeking more enlightenment. Was there a connection between your, or uh, the, the first masters with, with what you're doing? Or it's it's something like, it's a totally new, um, new, new ball game. It's a bit of a diversification. So with my initial master's at the Australian National University in Canberra, that was premised and centered around international law principles. So public international law, nation states. So, you know, your treaties dealing with the ICJ and the International Court of Justice and, you know, the World Trade Organization and, you know, generally that that element, that niche of law. Whereas with this particular master's, it's focused on corporate law, essentially private law. So dealing with, you know, the private transactions, the, as I mentioned, you know, the legal and economic structuring of corporate deals and just the nuances of like just business practice, corporate business practice. And it served as a diversification. There are obviously intersections and there are overlaps as far as like, you know, merger control. There's like international merger control, which was one module. And that dealt with the treaties that formulate, you know, the EU's function. And obviously that kind of overlaps with the general, you know, international law treaties. Though the emphasis in this particular degree is on private transactions. So that sort of just completes the set, so to speak, I guess, my toolkit as a lawyer. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Private transaction in a global uh, perspective. Is, oh, yes. Yeah, yeah, that's right. And and I think that that's how the world is is moving. You know, uh, mm -hmm. we're beyond globalization now. We're beyond being multinationals. Uh, we are gearing towards uh, the pandemic has shown it that uh, we mm -hmm. have to really cooperate and we have to re very robust and strong bodies to yep. to make to make it through this pandemic and so to make to make economy. And I guess the corporate world is uh, is, is going to be different. It, it will be changing also with the major players, major states, the major countries. Uh, so it it, no, it will no longer be just the, I mean the the, the normal players. There are there are big players coming in now and big uh, conglomerates. You know uh, those are things coming in and it's going to be exciting times for you guys and I guess uh, having the groundings the um, academic uh, groundings is going to be very 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 uh, good for for you so what's next after this uh, Joseph is uh, I want you to relax first you know uh, you've been joining for studying 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 do you still play basketball my friend I was hoping to be able to play some you know get some hoops in over here in Cambridge but the problem mm. was that the gyms around here were closed because of the lockdown closure. Ah, so okay. in the UK, you know, the, the cases were pretty bad, especially during mm. the 
latter half of last year and the start of this year. It's only just now opening up. I, I, I'm going to try and get some hoops in over this next mm-hmm. month, essentially, you know, because <laughs> the, the, there is a reopening of a lot of places, you know, the restaurants mm-hmm. and the regular establishments. Where we have. That's pretty optimistic, you know, for local businesses. It's probably mm-hmm. been really tough for local businesses during this pandemic time because of just the reduced foot traffic and just the inability to sort of meet your expenses and overhead. Right? But anyway, yeah, going back to basketball, yeah, I, mm-hmm. I was hoping to be able to get some shots in, but mm-hmm. haven't been able to yet. I would have liked to be in, you know, have been able to do things like, I don't know, play against Oxford or whatever. But oh. unfortunately, <laughs> you know, like the the pandemic sort of frustrated that a little bit. Oh, I <laughs> You know, yeah. here in New Zealand, uh, they are starting the, what they call it the National Tertiary oh. Championship. So I don't know if it was there, it was before there was something like that, but they're starting it this year. Uh, so there, there are teams from Victoria, from Massey, Auckland. So it's like uh it's like a UAAP type of uh tournament. They call it National oh, cool. Tertiary Championship for both male and female in, in basketball. So I think it's going to be in Palmerston North, I think. Uh this um, what's this uh this September. Have you met other Filipinos in Cambridge not necessarily studying at uh with your, with your corporate cohort? Law. Yes, I have. There is, and I'm going to shout it out. So the Cambridge mm. University Filipino Society, there is a society. Oh. So there's, I, I have met up with them a couple of times. And yeah, we, we did a picnic, picnic tile. And yeah, like it was, it's, it's a good vibe. It feels like a familiar energy, mm-hmm. you know, in, I guess, a new sort of place. <laughs> <laughs> so there are so, Filipinos based in uh, the UK. Yeah, so Filipinos based in the well, I mean, some are you know from the Philippines. Internationals. Oh, international yeah. students. Some are directly from the Philippines, from the motherland. Mm. There is at least I know at least one that is from Canada, and mm. one that's also from Australia. Mm-hmm. It's nice. To, it's it has a nice ring to it. Cambridge University. What what do you call it? Cambridge yeah, the Cambridge University, University Filipino Society. Filipino society. Oh, yeah, yeah. So that's that's a cool thing. That I, I only discovered that actually during Easter term. So that was you know in the latter half of my academic year. But mm-hmm. yeah, it's it's just really cool, sort of being able to connect, especially mm-hmm. you know in a very uh, different environment from what we're mm-hmm. where where we usually find our country people. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. In in your when you when you were in London or there in Cambridge, are there Filipino restaurants or Filipino shops uh, in the area? Have well, you, a friend of you... mine has been helping me out with Filipino food, so keeping me <laughs> uh, familiar with Filipino food. So there there are stores around here that sell Filipino ingredients. Probably okay. lumped together with other Asian sort of food oh, ingredients. Yes. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and but... in London. I presume mm. that there are restaurants. I have heard from a friend that I met up with who's also a Filipina family yeah. connection that there's actually, you know, like I think a suburb or somewhere that has a couple of Filipino establishments. Oh, I see. Okay. Over in London. But London's a big place. So yeah. like mm-hmm. I'd expect that. And oh, there's a Jollibee. There's a Jollibee in London. <laughs> two of them. There's a, jo- there's a Jollibee. Two. There's yeah, two Jollibees. There's wow. two Jollibees in London. So I haven't <laughs> dined there yet, but I will. 
<laughs> Are you going back to London again for uh, another visit? For Jollibee. Yeah, of course. <laughs> for Jollibee. <laughs> yeah, I, I think, yeah, I think I, I, I saw it in, in one of the papers uh, back in Manila that they just opened it, I think, uh, late last year or it, it's, a new, it's, a, it's a new thing or was it in Canada? Well, you know, Jollibee is always like, uh, it's not the national uh, burger, but more or less, <laughs> it, it's uh, of unofficially ang pambansang burger is <laughs> people's <laughs> choice. People's choice. So you're coming. Back. You're back in uh, Brisbane by August. Um, God willing. Uh, yep. And then uh, uh, see you in December. And let's have, let's have some catch up, some coffee, and you know, when you fly over to uh, New Zealand. Yeah. Uh, and uh, basically, any other plans for, are you going to pursue a doctorate degree or tigil na muna yung aral? I mean, I will shut the door on a doctorate degree down the line. But at this point, it's, you know, tigil sounds like stop. I think mm. that break is a yeah. more accurate word. <laughs> wow. Very well said, Joseph. Yeah. I, I'm, I'm always... I always am inspired and uplifted by by you, and I, I guess a lot of people are um, looking at you as a as a role model for for someone um, who is uh, passionate about uh, so many things, but still focusing on whatever it is that there may be so many things, but when you do something, you're really focused on, in, in doing it. And uh, I'm sure uh, mom and dad and your sister are so proud and, and Tita Ellen and your whole family are so proud of what you have accomplished from sports to academe to, uh, to your career as a lawyer. So what, what is the difference between bar barrister is like a solicitor is corporate law, barrister is like the legal law, <laughs> legal law, <laughs> criminal law. I think the energy is okay there, Tito. Yeah, the energy is about right. Look, so um, it depends on the jurisdiction. So in the USA, for example, there is no distinction. It's just attorneys. Philippines is similar, just attorneys. Mm. Whereas, you know, in the Commonwealth countries, though not so much in India, as I've learned from my Indian friends in this cohort. But in, you know, for example, in the UK and Australia and New Zealand. Though in New Zealand, it's blurring the line as well. But anyway, so UK and Australia. Barrister is generally the sort of courtroom advocate, wearing the wigs, mm. the gowns, you know, mm. trial. And mm. the solicitor usually, in context of litigation, is instructing. Mm. And in context of corporate transactions is the go-to person. So if you're talking about, like, the, the functions, you could do a crude sort of, mm. a crude comparison of the roles to, for example, GPs in terms mm. of the medical profession. The oh, GPs yes. are like listeners that are client-facing, patient-facing. And then, if necessary, the barristers are similar, for example, to the surgeons. It's a crude sort of comparison. Oh, but, yeah. you know, mm. there's a referral from the solicitor slash GP up to the barrister slash surgeon. Mm -hmm. So that's mm -hmm. sort of a quick in the nutshell analogy. Mahaba na buhok mo. long hair na. Pandemic look. Pandemic look. Do you still it's have that? Ano, yung, meron pa rin yung buntot? You still have that? That's the trademark of you oh, and your dad. Nandiyan pa rin. But it seems to be more subtle now because of the longer hair, right? It's like, ah, yes. Oh, oh. Yeah. yeah, yeah. It's kind of a little bit more subtle. 
Yeah. Well, Joseph, uh, thank you so much for uh, spending your Friday evening uh, with us and uh, sharing with us your journey in Cambridge. Um, we look forward to to see you and to hear your uh, achievements and your, the things that you'll be doing uh, in the uh, in the next couple of uh, months. Uh, and any uh, message you'd like to uh, give to our listeners, to our viewers, especially those who are struggling to study and you know uh or just struggling with whatever it is they're doing yeah no i hear you it's i guess that the main thing would be that it's important to recognize that we've just been through a hell of a year <laughs> as far as the pandemic and the lockdowns yeah. it's been unprecedented it's been historical it's been characterized by just the it's been characterized by adversity and the need to adapt. And I think that what's important as far as, you know, keeping keeping yourself going is to sort of be kind to yourself, understand that everybody's sort of had it tough. It's everybody's got their struggles. And at the end of the day, you know, we you should sort of just keep at it, believe in yourself, keep on keep on keeping at it. And, you know, look at your family, look at your friends. You know, they're going through their own unique struggles, their own unique adversities. And, you know, if you're really feeling it, you should do your best to lean into the people that care about you, that you care about. And we can do this together. Maraming salamat, uh, Joseph Borja Erese, uh, all the way from Cambridge in the UK. Thank you very much for sharing your Cambridge journey. And uh, we look forward to uh, hear from you and uh, see you in the coming months. All the best. God bless, uh, Joseph. And uh, I'd like to uh, thank you also for spending your Saturday morning here in Aotearoa, New Zealand with uh, Joseph and me. I'm Direct Rene for Peace TV 5 Online. Thank you. Take care and God bless. Binabati ko po ang ating mga kabarangay dyan sa New Plymouth, sa Taranaki region at sa Napier, Hawke's Bay area na nakikinig po sa atin sa barangay New Zealand. Kumusta po kayo? Sana po ay uh, nagugustuhan nyo ang ating mga piling-piling uh, mga awitin, kuntil-butil na mga impormasyon at mga kuro-kuro na pinapalabas natin, pinapahayag natin dito sa barangay New Zealand. Dapat malaman mo ang puso Inaalay ko sa'yo Hindi na magpabago Iyo, iyo
katangkatan At wapo lamang sa dilim Ngunit itong Pumasok sa inyong mga tahanan sa inyong mga puso sa araw nito. Ako po muli ang inyong kaibigan sa impapawid, ang inyong barangay Big Brother, ang inyong Kuya Nonoy, ang inyong Direk Rene, dito po sa ating programang Barangay New Zealand.
Episodes, use the accessmedia.nz app for iOS and Android devices or subscribe to this podcast via Spotify, iHeartRadio or Apple Podcasts. This free FM podcast was brought to you with support from New Zealand On Air.